0: boxed ready for saturday morning's greyhound racing wrap across victoria rsn 927 is talking greyhounds
1: and g'day from jt and a happy easter to you on easter saturday welcome to another edition of talking greyhounds howdy simone happy easter
0: thank you john happy easter to you too i hope the easter bunny comes for you tonight
1: well, let's let's hope so, but I think the Easter Bunny might come early for some of our people up in New South Wales. What is on the show today? I
0: think so. Well, it is all about the Easter egg on today's show, John, so I'll be talking to trainers David Gill and Anthony Azapati about their chances in the big race tonight.
1: Massive prize money, Group 1 glory. And uh, Georgie, I hope your little girl can go back-to-back, back, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, news of the week. I think I know what your first item is going to be, Simone. <laughs> well,
0: it's old news now, isn't it? Uh, the biggest news of the in the Greyhound Weldon of the week has been that Fanta Bale has been retired due to a cracked scapula, which is the shoulder blade. Uh, she contested 22 group race finals and won nine of those um, in Group 1 level, which is amazing in itself. In her 63-start career, she had 42 wins and 14 places and retires as the record holder of nine Group 1s, John. Um, mm. Absolutely phenomenal. So, And also $1.3 million in stakes. Uh, we didn't think that we'd see Fernando Bale's record toppled so quickly in Dinah Double 1s, but it has happened with this little girl. And she's just so remarkable, I think, just the fact that she won Group 1s over the three distances, which is unheard of. Mm. So the Meadows have already, in a very fitting tribute, decided to rename the Superstayers as of next year, the Fanta Bale Superstayers, which um, Mm. you would expect all these things to happen. I mean, it should be a Hall of Fame. It should be Victorian Greyhound of the Year, Australian Greyhound of the Year. You would expect. Um, I can't see anything really changing too much. but. Uh, it's been a big week for Robert Britton, hasn't it? Um, and mm. when you correlate that with Winks at the moment as well, the decision to put the the animal first rather than what the public want. And I think for Robert and Paul Wheeler in the end, John, it it didn't even it wasn't even about the money. It was just the excitement of this little girl racing. How she brought people to the tracks. She was amazing every time she ran, and she had nothing nothing left to prove. So they've um decided to you know Sandown Cup was in their sights not to be. She won't have had the right preparation, even if she does come back from the injury that isn't Mm. too major. But, yeah, it's it's sad. It was really sad news when I saw the tweet come through during the week.
1: Mm. But uh, as um, as we've often said on this program, uh, Rob Britton was always going to put Fantabale first in any of this equation. And when you talk of all those stats, she's proved herself well above uh, any expectations. So a happy retirement and maybe a couple of litters coming up, I would suggest.
0: I would think so. Well, her two sisters have already done that. So she's the third one in line there, isn't she? I don't know how many... I think there might only be the three litters, three bitches in the litter. So... Mm. um Yes, so, so, if you had on.
1: if you had Fanta Bale, who would you cross her with?
0: Oh, you'd probably have to go to something like Fernando, wouldn't you? Well, her I sister, think Eralda so. has just had her pups are about four weeks old to Fernando Bale, three mm. to four weeks old. I think you go to something that's well, he's proven already, isn't he, at group level, um, proven and popular. Um, so, I, I don't really think who it would matter who you go to, but I, I heard an interesting conversation with Michael Felgate and Robert during the week, and Robert said the expectations of these, you know, star-performing bitches, uh, their pups don't always live up to the expectations. No,
1: no, that, and, and, that's, and that's the same in thoroughbreds because you would say a good race mare never produces. It's the ones that might have a smattering of black type or sometimes haven't seen a racetrack but have a great pedigree that do produce. So... Uh, that's one of those uh, those arguments for later on with a, with a good glass of red, Simone. But we wait, <laughs> <Sounds> with, <good. laughs> we wait with great anticipation and yay of the day to Rob Britton and uh, Paul Willer for putting the pup first. What else has been happening?
0: Well, after some mixed results for the Victorians in the Easter Egg series this far, we've managed to get five through to the final. So perhaps the two biggest stories to come out of the series is the fact that Strike a Light and Uphill Jill will again meet. Um, Strike a Light attempting to make it back-to-back Egg wins, uh, and they're both contesting another Group One together. They've contested eight Group race finals. It's astounding, together. isn't it? It is astounding. You know, up- yeah,
1: she is going so. to win one uphill, Jill, isn't she?
0: she? Well, she won the Top Gun, didn't yeah. she? But I think that's a bit different to a series. That's just um, correct. I think that's what you're alluding to—the fact that you go through a series. That's that's right. Yeah. Well, time may be running out, but she's not racing any. She has uh, lost worse the, off than she ever nah, has been. Nah. So. What about George
1: Faruj? You're off in Bali. Yes. <laughs> now, now George, George, you know, I know you've got to take the family away, but gee, how many G ones can you go back to back? I oh, know, mm. and also,
0: Brett, Brett and Kelly Bravo are in Tasmania. Brett's flying back this morning. Oh, good. Well, maybe it was last night, Friday night. Yeah. Flying back, driving up to Sydney, then doing what has to be done, and Gee. then back to Tasmania. Wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and famous. What else is it happening sure tonight? Is.
0: Um, the Association Cup will also be run tonight with three Victorians engaged, Billy's Bake, Trit Trit and Rip and Sam at $75,000 to the winner. And if you remember Shimmer Bar, the winner of the 2017 Pause of Thunder, mm-hmm. he last raced on the 25th of February 2017 when he fell and broke a leg in the heat of the Australian Cup, and he's making a comeback and I think it will be a good one, John. Judging by his satisfactory trial at Ballarat on Monday, he jumped from the red box in a field of four and recorded a twenty-five twenty-four. So I think watch out for him when he resumes racing. Um, Stewards made a trip back to the dark ages at both Sandown last Sunday and Tarelgon on Monday as the finish link system wasn't working at both tracks due to oh. IT issues. Mm. So it affected the timing and the photo finishes, so all the races were manually timed and judged and the margins determined by the stewards. Uh, Both meetings went ahead, full 12 race programs, which is great, but uh, gee, what a way to get that stopwatch out and you you wouldn't want a dead heat or very close to a dead heat, would you? No,
1: (laughs) well, you know, these IT issues do happen from time to time, so well well done to the stewards for being able to uh, go back uh, back to the more traditional methods.
0: Yes, that's right, get the pen and paper out. And on a sad note, Alan Miles uh, passed away during the week after a battle with cancer. Alan was the longest serving member of the um, employee, I should say, of the MGRA, having worked as a judge, a groundsman, amongst other roles, during 40 years of service. So his service was held. On Tuesday during the week, but um, I'm sure he'll be a a person who will be missed around the meadows.
1: And I'm sure fondly remembered as well, Simone. All right, a bit of news going on. Let's uh, hit the phones now and uh, get cracking on uh, our look at the Easter egg. First cab off the rank, David Gill, will talk about his little girl, Uphill Jill.
0: What's making news around the canals? Good morning, David. Thanks for joining us on Talking Greyhounds this morning. A busy night ahead, of course, for you and Uphill Jill in the final of the Easter egg yet again.
2: Yes, that's right, Simone. Yeah, second um, time in a row. So uh, we're just hoping she can uh, do it this time because it would be be really good to go out, finish her career with a a Group 1 because she's only probably got a couple more months.
0: Well, looking at her stats, David, they're phenomenal, really. This is her eighth time—the eighth time that she'll be lining up against Striker Light in Group Race Finals. She's—it's her fifteenth Group Race Final. She's been in eight Group One, six Group Twos, and one Group Three, and she's placed in about se- second in about seven other finals as well. It, it's a, a remarkable career that she's had.
2: Yes, we've been very fortunate, Simone. Though that um, she's been very sound, uh, which has been in our favour. That's. You know, that doesn't happen very often, does it? You know, over 18 months. And and also such a, a tenacious little chaser. Uh, she hasn't browned off. We haven't had to back off with her, you know, when they can lose form. And so it's sort of been fortunate, those two two aspects of it, which normally um, prevent, you know, greyhounds from, uh, you know, keep racing for 18 months solid.
0: Well, you obviously can take a lot of the credit for that, David, because you know this greyhound inside out. You obviously know when to work her a bit harder, when to back off a little bit. Have you? Has your regime changed over the, the last, say, 18 months of her racing?
2: Um, it's been basically the same. Um, as she's got older, we've found that she, she put on weight, even though she looks the same when you look at her. She's nearly one kilo heavier than what she was when she started. But if you look at her, you wouldn't think so. So we just gather that she's put on weight as she's got older and bulked up. Well,
0: she's uh, not the only one, is she?
2: <laughs> no, no. Easy, way, easy but, to
0: do.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, she's, uh, you know, over that uh, long period of time, she's sort of, uh, we've had to, you know, back off uh, only probably a, two or three times Uh with races with, uh, after hard runs so um, but otherwise she was lucky that, that she does pull up very well after a run generally so um, but we just free gallop her 600 metres uh, uh, probably twice in between races free galloping and then when I need to I'll put her against another dog for competition um, and she'll really go and work very hard but I only do that when I, I think I need to.
0: Well, going into the Easter Egg final tonight, it was a remarkable run from her last week, such a tenacious run and running down to Strike a Light, or she had that competition with Strike a Light. Tim Newbold mentioned the Battle Royale, which it certainly was. What were you thinking coming into that home
2: turn? I oh, Look, to be honest, standing at the corner at Wentworth Park, on the home corner at the boxes there, I did think Strike a Light because I know... We just know she's a superstar, and and she has um, gone past us before off the back and gone away, sort of. I think that was uh, might have been New South Wales for charity or one of them. But, so I know that she can do it both ends. We, we, we know she is a front-runner, striker light, mainly, like our bitch, but I do know that she's so good that I, I thought we were beaten on the corner, um, I did think we were beaten, and and I, I had, and then it flashed in the back of my mind that you know, those two Richmond runs had sort of uh, maybe have taken the edge off her a bit. They've knocked two or three lengths off her, and um, she's just taken a little bit longer to recover. And even though we're backed off with her, with her work, but yeah, I did think we're in strife. And it was a great call, um, to Tim Newbold. That's that was a very exciting to be part of that with with Jill. Um, it was a, a really good call and um, just two great bitches that have been racing against each other for a, a, quite a long time. And and very similar, aren't they, the way they, they race. Um, they are. Uh, yeah. They
0: are. They yeah can, like you remarkable. say, they can do it at both ends. They've got that early speed. Your, your girl's probably just that fraction more reliable. She seems to just fly out every start, where a striker can sometimes, you know, be a little bit tardy but you've come up with box six, David that's not where you wanted to be drawn, is it?
2: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't um, after, you know, the pause of thunder, I think it was five and, and the Melbourne Cup five and quite a number of the others, I just felt that, I'll, I'll get my wife to raise to, to Do the um, try and pick the draw this time because I don't have much luck. Um, When I actually have to go up and pick it myself, it's all right if the banjo shakes you. I don't mind that, but when you've got to pick it yourself, so I thought, no, I'll get get Rose to go up, and I said, just don't pick box six. That's probably the only one we don't really want, and we got it. You got, and I think (laughs) it's Some people have commented they could see it on Rose's face when she walked away (laughs) uh, picking the box. So it has put a dampener on because, you know, a massive race, a golden Easter egg and a quarter of a million dollars. And you sort of, it does put a dampener on it. Um, So she's going to have to really come out fast and and still, having said that, try and head off, strike a light uh, off the reds.
0: There's a couple of other very handy chasers in the race, but looking at Jill's record, she absolutely loves Wentworth Park, doesn't she? 14 starts there for eight wins and five placings. It's a, an amazing record there.
2: It is. Yeah, I'll never get another one like it. She, um, Yeah, that's right. The only one she was unplaced was the Golden Easter egg, actually, last, last year. year. Yeah. ran into a bad prang on the first corner and got pushed right out of the race and battled away. She didn't get beaten that far, but... Um, yeah, otherwise, as you say, thirteen out of fourteen. Um, yeah. She does love the place, and I'm just hoping, yeah, she can do it again.
0: Well, she flew out last week at five thirty-nine early. If she can do that again, David, she's certainly going to be somewhere in the mix in the in the end of the race. You would think.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're spot on when you say she's reliable because she's broken. She's got under a five forty a number of times at Wendy, which is hard to do anyway, once off, you know. But she's done it a number of times. So she is pretty reliable that she will run a r- uh, 540 or under. And she has run 531 this year. I think it was a heat of the Pools of Thunder, and right. 531. I doubt, I doubt whether that will be surpassed this year. But then again, my... You, you never know, <laughs> be, do you? <laughs> could be done this Saturday. But it is very... The guys up there tell me too. We've got to know our... Our first split's pretty well up there, and the guys say that that won't be beaten this year. But uh, you, she would actually have to run that, I would say, or low 5.30s to try and cross and lead, strike a Yeah. Uh, but they do look to two... One of them's going to lead. It, it does look that she, way
0: on paper, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, but there's some beauties in there too. There's a real up-and-comer. I, I like Miss Splenda Miro, um, yeah. Dual Caroma, You know, so it's going to be on. It sure will. Well, David,
0: best of luck uh, tonight in the Easter Egg final. Let's hope she can um, go one better this year or run a place at least. But um, if you're thinking about retirement, let's hope she can go out with a win.
2: Yeah, right. Thanks, Simone. Thanks, David. Thanks very much. Yeah, bye. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds
1: with Simone Fisher. Good luck to David Gill tonight, up in Sydney with Uphill Jill in the Easter Egg fast times around the week, Simone. Well, uh, there has been
0: has been a few again, John, uh, at all the different tracks at Geelong over the 400. Ron Ray Destiny for Terry Reid ran a 22.42, not available a 29.88 at the Meadows for Robert Britton over the 525. He was my best bet, paid two dollars ten. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Benali, another one for Robert, a 29.32 over the 5.15 at Sandown. Al Halicho for Carolyn Jones, a 5.20 win at Sale in 29.34. That is getting down into the really low times Mm. there. Italian Plastic for Harry Manalitsis, a 24.63 over the 400 at Sale. Scottish for Lachlan Scott, a 3.90 win at Shepparton over the the 3.90 in 2.196. Mint Boy, a 410 metre win at Horsham in 2329 for Rod Clark. At Terrelgan for Philip Smith, Rideau's Ace recorded a 2262 over the 395. Dinah Zesty, for the Daily Camp, a six hundred metre win at the Meadows in 3437. Poor old Frank for Neville Vincent, a 500 metre win at Bendigo in 2778, and Peter Gallo a 425 win for Gary Selkrig in 23 41. It's the expert
1: pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Lots of material for you to work with, Simone.
0: There has been. I think the Run of the Week this week deserves to go to Uphill Jill John. There mm-hmm. was a couple of good runs coming out of Wentworth Park on Saturday night, but I think just, just the heart she showed to win and uh, defeating Striker Light in the concluding stages of the post there, I think uh, she deserves to have Run of the Week
1: uphill, Jill, of course, in the Easter uh, Easter Egg tonight at Wendy Park. You're uh, tuned to Talking Greyhounds here on RSN 927. A short break coming up, and uh, then we'll have a chat to Anthony as a party.
0: Love your doggies? The Greyhound Leader, RSN 927. What's making news around the canals? Welcome back to Talking Greyhounds. I've got Anthony party on the phone now. Uh, two chases in the final, the golden Easter egg tonight. Anthony, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Simone. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are the dogs? Yeah, they're all well. <laughs> they're, they're all well. Well. <laughs> well, you're no stranger to winning group ones at Wentworth Park and you've got uh, a two-pronged attack tonight. We'll start with Crash Bandicoot. This chaser jumped off the red last week and, uh, look, he, he, he ran a really good race to get himself into the final.
3: He did, you know. He um, he just got glued to that rail, and he had nowhere to go off the back where he sort of his race, his race was crucial to win that race. But look, he um, got in a dead end, but I was happy in the run second to get in the final.
0: Oh, for sure. He he jumped off the red. He didn't have the pace of some of the others, but um, once he got clear, he's is a strong dog, and he runs on very very well, and he, he's a good hard chaser. So jumping from box three in the final, are you happy being drawn near the rails?
3: Yeah, most definitely. I'm glad he's... That's where, for any winning hope, he has to be drawn near the fence. And uh, Box three's probably going to play out a pretty good box for him. I'm just hoping the 1 and 2 will be off and gone and he gets on the fence, you know, and he might get that nice saloon passage underneath him, so that's the fingers crossed anyway
0: <laughs> that's that's how you, you're asking for that to that to happen might not I'm actually least, yeah, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> might not play out that way but Miss Blendemiro, she's not the quickest away either um, no, it's probably not. strike a light that uh, crash bandicoot may be chasing but um you just have to watch out for her in the finish
3: yeah that's right you know I think um the two and him yeah they've both got the same pace so just hoping they don't come together that's all
0: He's got a, a good record on the track, 12 starts for four wins and five placings. He has run a 29.65. Is he up to that if he gets a clear run, Anthony?
3: Oh, 100%. You know, the dog's on top of his game. and Yeah, no, I've got no doubt he runs twenty nine six again. That's probably his, will be his best, you know. He, I don't think he'll go any quicker than that, though.
0: He won the Vic Peters last year, um, he, so he's won at Group 1 level as well. This field this year, do you think it's a harder, more even? What's your thoughts on the field in general?
3: Oh, look, it's a good golden Easter egg. You've got the two golden girls in it, they say. striker a light and up jewel. Well, they've been in every group final for the past year. Look, they're the best bitches in the country. Um, you've got young dogs coming through, you know, like Miss Splendor Nero. Look, it's a really, really good Easter egg. It's a very competitive Easter egg anyway.
0: And you've also got number eight, Dual Caroma, who may start as one of the favourites. He was impressive as well. What's the story behind him? You haven't had him that long, have you? No, I
3: had him just after the pause of thunder. Um, I trained a lot of dogs for the pit stocks for a long time. Um, Yeah, they they gave me a ring and said, would I take him on? And obviously, I was never going to say no with him. (laughs) Um, Look, he had a few issues, um, like a few injuries and that. But look, we're on top of all that now and... Yeah, no, he's a, he's a really nice dog.
0: The heat run was his first run for you too, wasn't it?
3: Yes, it was his first run, yeah. Um, I, I sort of saved him for the Easter egg. And, um, yeah, and he's um, finding well way in the final.
0: Yeah, he came out and run 29.87, so already you knew that um, you had a handy chaser there going into the final, but into the, the semifinals, I should say. Um, he looks like he's very well drawn in box eight.
3: We can get a batter box for him. <laughs> there you <that's> go. <laughs> he's, he's perfectly drawn. You know, I, I like him out wide. He can show a bit more pace than, than coming on the inside. Look, you're like if he can just stay in touch, you know, three or four lengths behind the speed dogs, he'll be the one finishing the race.
0: He almost looked like he stumbled when he came out of the boxes as well in the semi final. I, I looked at the replay a number of times, and I don't know. Did something actually happen there when he? Not long after he got out of the boxes, or is it yeah. just? Yeah,
3: no, he did stumble. He did stumble, but that's what he does on the inside. He, he tends to screw it up a bit, you know. Right. Like in the pause of Thunder, he did the same. He he come out on his head, you know, and yeah, no, he's um, from the inside. For some reason he just boggles up the start all the time, but. He hasn't had too many race starts either, so more racing now yeah, he'll get he'll get, you know, better and better.
0: That's right, he's only had twenty two starts, ten wins and seven placings. I mean it's a pretty good record for a dog that's um had limited racing against some of these others, like your season runners like Striker Light and Uphill Jill.
3: Yep, that's right. You know, he's he's there, you know, and yeah, we'll just see what happens.
0: And how's everything been during the week, Anthony? The dogs have been uh, working well and everything's been going smoothly?
3: Everything's been 100%. It's been a smooth sailing all the way. So we've just got to get there safe now and they can do the rest.
0: Best of luck in the final, Anthony. Thanks for talking to us.
3: No worries, mate. Thank you. Doggy News. From start
1: to finish, RSN 927 is Talking Greyhounds. Anthony, how's the party there? Good luck in the Easter egg tonight. All right, dogs to follow, Simone?
0: Well, last week's dog to follow, Nervous and Weird, a maiden semi final winner at Bendigo Wednesday. He was a little bit slower than his heat run, but he still won in the time of 23 and 64 and started the $1.60 favourite. So he's definitely a greyhound to look out for in the final next week as well. And my dog to follow this week is Federal Impact for Robert Britton. He debuted at Sandown. On Sunday, over the 5.15, around a 29.56. So quite a good time there on debut and a good beginner as well. So I'm sure we'll see more of federal impact.
1: That's a good effort, to first up in the 29.50s. What about a best bet?
0: Race 7, number one tonight at the Meadows. Hot tip over the 600 metres. He has won two from this trip and has a PB of 34 and 42. He's dropping back from a couple of 725-metre run handicap run so he's not the quickest away but he doesn't have a lot of pace on his outside so race seven number one tonight
1: at the meadows all right what's coming up this week simone
0: well the easter egg tonight john um there's plenty of racing going on but it of course is the feature so we will be looking at it
1: and go the Vix. hey simone enjoy the rest of your easter thank you and in the meantime keep those tails wagging All right, short break coming up here on RSN 927. The other side will go talking trots with the Good Form team.
0: We'll be uploading the best of today's Talking Greyhounds to rsn.net.au.